This is Truth Pop. We're that young adult married couple connecting Christ into culture. Jake and Kathy, and you can call us Cake. Cake. I'm Jake. She's Kathy. I'm Kathy. I'm just the icing on the cake. She's the real deal. So. <laughs> well, I'm sweet. So Very sweet. Thank you. And so are you. That reminds me of how, for some reason or another, I just started thinking about how when I was a kid, I loved cherries. And in fact, at restaurants, one in particular I really liked, I would order like a whole bowl of the maraschino cherries and just eat them. <laughs> so uh, let's say I'm the cherry on top. You're the cherry on top of the cake? Yeah, just the cherry. Okay, so. well, you're, you're everything together with me. We're yes. the whole With the whole cake. Jake without cake is just a meeting. With cake, it's a party. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk more about cake and pie and desserts. Pie day's coming up. Uh, I cannot wait for that. We'll, we'll talk about that because we're going to have a special party, which any listener is invited to, but hey, we can talk about that if later. you're from the Green Bay area, pie day, we're having a party. We'll, so. throw, the, we'll throw the invite out soon. <laughs> anyway, uh, what we normally do when we're not talking about sweets... When I don't have a sweet tooth, we're talking about um, important stuff. Yeah. Like uh, connecting uh, your faith into movies, TV shows, whatever you're watching right now, whatever you're listening to right now. And so on this episode, we wanted to talk about a really popular song that's mm-hmm. probably uh, been played once or twice before. It's called 10,000 Hours, and it's from Dan and Shay. Now, they're normally country artists. And it's also with Justin Bieber, who is mm-hmm. normally a pop artist. So yeah, it's, they're I, combining the two. I love hearing this song on both country radio and pop yeah, radio. It's been really cool. It is cool. And like normally they, you know, they remix a song to make it a little bit more applicable to country or pop. Yeah. But I think they've they've just been using one one version, and it's a hit song. It's a great it's song. It's Great, yeah. I'd spend ten thousand hours, ten thousand more. Oh, if that's what it. Um, before we dig into the theme, which is going to be prayer and adoration, we wanted to talk just a little bit of the, you know, the substance of the theme and, and one particular lyric, babe, that sticks out to you. I'm really struck by the lyric. When you think about you forever now, do you think of me? When you think of forever, do you think of me? And that just makes me think directly about Jesus desiring us to be with him forever in heaven not just us desiring to be with jesus forever jesus desiring us to be with him forever what a beautiful beautiful idea that jesus wants us to be with him you know he desires us forever what's the overall gist of the song for someone who hasn't heard it it's mostly about you know somebody who is either, you know, just starting to date someone or is in a relationship with another person and they're just really desiring to get to know that person. They want to spend as much time as possible to get to know them. They said they would spend 10,000 hours to learn that sweetheart of yours. So it's really focused on dedicating that time to get to know a person, to truly know a person. It really focuses in on spending time with another person. So like to quote the great David Archuleta in his song, it's more than just a crush. It's like when you've really decided that you want to get to know the person. It's kind of like it's past the um, icing, you know, Mm -hmm. to use a cake metaphor, if I may. Of course. Um, It's getting down to that 
deeper part. It's getting mm-hmm. down to that, the bread, that hearty part where you really get to know a person. It's it's kind of getting past that honeymoon phase. I mean, I think maybe part of it's still in there because like they're really, you know, desiring to get to know that person mm-hmm. and they like spending time with it and they still may be in part of that beginning stages, but it's the feelings, it's getting yeah. past mm-hmm. that a little bit, I would say. So it, it requires the commitment of really needing to get to know the yeah. person and put the effort in rather exactly. than just you know, dwelling and sitting on the cloud of, of euphoria. Oh, yes, definitely. So, I mean, it's a really good song, and I, I love the melody, I love the message. And, and so, Kathy, you're taking this song then to, to see a little bit deeper than what's God saying to us. Because I think that, like, when you think about God and when you think about our relationship with Jesus, oftentimes it's us trying to get God's attention. At least yeah. we think that it's sure. the case yeah. where we think, well, in order for God to notice me, I need to stand out and do something. And it's like God is playing hard to get. But no, really, it's the opposite where Jesus is saying, please pay attention to my right. love, my yeah. heart. I love you so much. I want to get to know you and I want you to give me a chance. That's Jesus's love for us so much so that he died on the cross for our sins and wanted to just do anything he could for us to spend eternal life with him. So it's a really beautiful idea that we have in our minds that Jesus loves us so much. And, you know, to say 10,000 hours to get to know God, that's a lot of time. But really, Kathy, I want to hear your thoughts on this because I take 10,000 hours to be kind of like a, a metaphor of sorts, you know, just in the way that, you know, when Peter asked Jesus, this is Matthew 18, Verse 21 and 22, and Peter said, Lord, how often should I forgive my brother when he sins against mm-hmm. me? And Jesus says, well, seven times, but until then, seven, 70 mm-hmm. times seven. Mm-hmm. I'm not quoting exactly there, but essentially 70 times seven means infinity. infinity so over yeah. and over again. Right. So, so then I'm taking 10,000 hours to mean, well, in order to really get to know Jesus's infinite love for us, we need to spend 10,000 hours, which means Mm, an infinite amount of time. Because, well, eternity, if we hope to be with Jesus and the saints in heaven someday, that is going to be forever. It's it's going to be way more than 10,000 hours. So in order for us to get into heaven, we need to spend that time on earth getting to know his heart and getting to know his love for us. One other passage of scripture that really sticks sticks out to me here is uh, the agony in the garden. Mm. And this is the night before Jesus is sentenced to death and crucified on the cross. And you can find this in scripture, Matthew 26, 36 to 46. I'll read just a little bit, but Jesus, of course, is praying alone in the garden. And it says, he left them and withdrew again and prayed a third time saying the same thing. Then he returned to his disciples and said, are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Behold, the hour is at hand when the son of man is to be handed over to sinners. Get up, let us go. Look, my betrayer is at hand. So Jesus is really hurt, not only because he knows that he's going to die the next day, but because of the fact that his friends, his best friends, people he's spent years with, they can't even stay up and pray with him. One hour, right? For one hour. All he's asking is one hour. He Mm -hmm. said, you you couldn't just keep watch with me for one hour? Mm Mm-hmm. And that to me is telling because how many times have I fallen asleep Mm. or, you know, I've tried to pray, but I get distracted and yeah, I'm human. You know, I mess up and Jesus knows that, but it's that call for us as disciples. If we're really going to take our relationship with the Lord seriously to put in the effort and to spend time with him, Mm -hmm. otherwise we're not really going to get to know who he really is. So with that said, as Catholics, the the teaching is, all right, we need to spend at least one hour a week with him, at least one hour in mass on Sunday going to church. And if not, well, that's 
breaking the third commandment, you know, not honoring the Sabbath. And so that's, that's the bare minimum we can do, but what can we do more? And I think one really awesome way to get to know Jesus is by spending time in front of the blessed sacrament and that's adoration. You wanted to talk a lot about that on this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to focus in on that because I believe it is so important. Adoration is the act of honoring and adoring God in front of the consecrated Eucharist. And as Catholics, we believe that the host is his true body and blood, soul and divinity. We believe that as Catholics. So when the Eucharist is exposed in the monstrance, which is that sacred vessel used to reveal the Blessed Sacrament, we can spend time there worshiping and adoring Jesus, being there with him face to face. And what a cool, unique, and totally amazing opportunity we have as Catholics to have that available. And some churches, they have perpetual adoration where it's there 24-7. So at any point in time, you can go and spend time with Jesus face to face. And they always have someone there to pray with Jesus because Jesus can never be left alone. You know, he he needs that company just like he was in the garden of Gethsemane. He needed to be with somebody. He needs us with him. When churches do have that perpetual adoration, people sign up for those adoration slots and there might be one in your local church near you. If you go online and search perpetual adoration in your area, you might be able to find one and then go to one. Some churches have it once a week. Some churches have it once a month for a holy hour. And I would really encourage you to look up what your church has and what your church offers in terms of adoration in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And now being in front of the Blessed Sacrament can be intimidating because it's just complete silence. Mm -hmm. There's no praying. Well, mostly for most of the time, if it's perpetual adoration, sometimes churches do have like holy hours where they pray um, liturgy of the hours and they have psalms that they sing. But for the most part, it's completely silent. And that can be intimidating. You know, sometimes being silent is hard because it means you just have to rest. You just have to be at peace with your mind. And that's not easy sometimes because we're used to that go, go, go culture where we're constantly doing, constantly doing, and we're not just being. We're not just sitting there resting and staring at Jesus and allowing him to stare at us. Yeah. But once you get into that prayerful, mindful state where you can silence your heart, silence your mind. There's so many different ways that you can pray in adoration. So when I'm in adoration, I just think about how we can't comprehend heaven here on earth. We can't. But we can compare it to adoration when we're in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And, you know, during this time, sometimes I feel like the moment just lasts forever and there's complete peace with that silence. And sometimes I feel like I just have just perfect trust in Jesus with that silence. And 
during adoration, I can comprehend Jesus' sacred heart and soak up his goodness through no effort on my part. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like sun tanning. You don't tan doing something. You're just laying there and allowing this, Letting it the be. sun's um, tan your skin. And, you know, during adoration, we're forever changed and purified. And we start to become more perfect sons and daughters of our Lord when we go to adoration and we can spend that quality time with Jesus. So I wanted to go through just some of the ways that I pray during adoration. So one really awesome way that I pray is through the rosary using contemplation. Now, the rosary is such a powerful prayer because not only are you allowing Mary to pray for you, you're also encountering Jesus through Mary's eyes and allowing the holy mysteries of the rosary to come alive in your mind. And it's kind of like allowing Mary to rock and hold you close, kind of like a mother, like she is. Mm -hmm. And with the repetition quality of the prayer, your lips can speak and honor Mary, but your mind can worship and adore Jesus. And what a beautiful and powerful way to pray. I mean, going to Jesus through Mary is the closest and quickest way you can become a saint. And I'm not just saying this out of opinion. This is out of many, many saints Mm -hmm. who have um, had devotions to Mary. Mary is so special. And we can talk about this in another episode, but... If you have an interest in devotion to Mary and a consecration to Mary, it is such a powerful thing. And I've grown so much in my holiness since I've been consecrated to her. She's helped me get so close to Jesus. So another thing that I wanted to talk about is Lexio Divina. Have you heard of it? Yeah, Lexio Divina is essentially praying scripture yeah. and incorporating it into your life. Like not just reading like a novel, but literally looking at scripture as god's voice what is god saying to me through these verses oh yeah like so when people ask me how come we can't hear god why doesn't he talk the way i respond is he does and you know he does this through a couple ways first is obviously through that small still voice in our hearts and we can hear his voice most clearly in silence and adoration and then secondly we can hear his voice or actually read his voice more in scripture And when we use the prayer of Lexio Divina, which what you said, Jake, is true, it's kind of like, in a way, responding to God in the way he wants. So as we know, prayer is always a response to God. So we never initiate. God is always initiating. He is the initiator. We can read it out loud and contemplate on what he's saying. And Maybe it's just a passage. Maybe it's a full chapter. You know, maybe it's a full gospel, whatever you want. But it's best to just pick out one or two phrases or words that really strike you, that really get your mind thinking and your heart feeling. To to receive. To receive, yeah. yeah. So something that really sticks out to you. So after you read it and then you think about that thing that sticks out to you, you kind of think about, well, what does that thing mean? What does that 
um, phrase or word mean to me? And then you can talk about it. You can either talk about it with others. You can write it down in a journal. You can just think about it in your mind. And then afterwards, just say a prayer. You know, say a prayer after he gave you that word or phrase that really struck you and then you thought about its meaning. And a sincere prayer from the heart. How powerful is that? That you can, you know, speak to God back and forth. Like that's a literal conversation. And it's really great to do that during adoration because, you know, Jesus is right there. So you have all the elements. You have, he's speaking to you, you're thinking about it, and then you're responding back. And then there's the face of Jesus present in the Eucharist. There's no better way to pray, in my personal opinion. It's like, you know, Jesus is literally sitting right there in front of us as we read scripture and he's lifting the words out of the page. Exactly. And pouring it into our hearts. Yes. And I think, you know, I'll admit this, that a lot of times as Catholics and myself included is not always the best at, you know, reading scripture. And I, I really, I credit our Protestant brothers and sisters because I think that they really do understand the importance of scripture. And we oh, have a yeah. lot to learn from that and from them. And I think that, you know, there's no reason in the world why we shouldn't be reading scripture every day. And that's that's something I need to work on myself. But what better place to read scripture than an adoration where we're receiving the words right in front of us? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, the last way I really like to pray is pray for intentions, mm-hmm. interceding for others. And so, you're so good at that. <laughs> thank you, babe. So, you know, what does that mean to intercede for others? Well, Basically, what it means is to pray to God on behalf of someone else. So, you know, when people say, can you please pray for me? And we have the ability to pray for others and to ask God for blessings for other people. And he listens to us. Like, God hears all our prayers. This is not going to waste. God has designed our prayer life so that we can ask him for other people's blessings. Mm-hmm. I mean, how awesome is that, that we get to pray for other people and intercede for them? And we can also pray to saints to intercede for mm-hmm. us. And like a friend saying, hey. Like a friend, exactly, yeah. yeah. And, you know, who is the best interceder, intercessor? Um, but Mary. Mm-hmm. Mary is the most powerful because she is the mother of Jesus. Yeah. I mean, if you need something, who do you go to? You go to the mother. Like right. That is the first place you're going to go if you need to get something, you know, from someone. Yeah, she she loves us that much where any mom, like you said, babe, any mom of a friend would say, yeah, like, I, I know my son or my daughter better than anyone. Mm-hmm. So I know the right way to ask for this request. And again, we don't worship Mary as Catholics. We don't adore her like we do Jesus. But we know that she knows her son as she stood there at the foot of his cross she knows him better than anyone, yeah. so we can we can trust in that. So, I mean, it's completely amazing the way that Mary can yeah. intercede for us, and you know, I rely heavily on her intercession every day. But we should definitely talk about it more in future episodes and talk about consecration to Mary because that's a whole other episode. And, mm-hmm. But I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, one other thought I had on you know interceding and and praying for other people, and the reason I say that, Kathy, you're so good at it because you. You have a mental list in your head. I do, yeah. And you are just so good at remembering to pray for people. Well, I do it honestly during our daily rosary. Mm -hmm. I um, just pray for people by name for specific intentions 
it's kind of hard because I try to contemplate on the mystery as well. But so I kind of dual mm-hmm. task a little bit. Um, but I think it's really important to pray for people because yeah. not only do they get blessed from it, but we also are blessed by it. Mm-hmm. You know, our hearts get softened for them. And even with enemies, when we pray for them, you start to forgive them. Like you're yeah. not, I have a friend who she's my best friend and yeah. she um, has recently told me she doesn't want to speak to me, but I pray for her and her husband every day. And yeah. You know, I'm not mad at her at all. I forgive her 100%. I hold no bitterness towards her, even though she told me she doesn't want to be my friend anymore. That's a lot of hurt. It's hard. Yeah. But the fact that I pray for her every day just softens my heart. And it's amazing. It allows me to forgive every single day. I do it every single day. And I don't think I'd be able to forgive if I wasn't praying for her. Yeah. But the fact that I do. I'm able to love her still. And I I desire to be her best friend. I I have no bitterness towards her at all, not even a little bit. That's awesome, babe. So yeah. And I just want to make a shout out to her. You know, if if you ever feel like do you want to become my friend and I'm still here. Oh, I love you, babe. I'm so proud of you because I know that it's it's her, you know, that's, that's a friendship that was important to you and still is. Yeah. And God is a God of miracles. And just as God has softened your heart because you've asked for it, he can soften anyone's heart. Yeah. And when we pray for that grace, the power of conversion is real and it happens. Mm-hmm. And I just, I want to credit you for being open to that grace. Well, thank you. It reminds me of a quote I heard that you're, enemy list can become your prayer list exactly. if we make that choice. Mm-hmm. And you've really inspired me to do that more because as I've shared in past episodes, unforgiveness is something that I really struggle with. And I think that maybe I'm not always as open to that grace as you are mm-hmm. because there have been people who hurt me, past friends, honestly, not even as bad as, as you've been hurt, babe. Mm-hmm. But I just think that um, that's something that I try to pray for in adoration a little bit more, that, that grace of forgiveness and because you're right, like sometimes you have to do it over and over and yeah. over and over and over again. Every day. But it's like Jesus in the host, in the Eucharist, pouring that gift, that grace into our hearts. Yeah, exactly. To make it real for right. us. Yeah. And I, I really want to go back to something you said earlier, Kathy, because I think it's a really important point is the power of silence. Mm-hmm. Just being, yeah. you know, like right. these these forms of prayers are all wonderful, but if we're not making at least some time for silence, then we might be voicing our voice. Mm-hmm. We might be telling Jesus mm-hmm. how we feel, but we need to allow his word to seep into our yeah. hearts. Oh, it, yeah. I, I begin every prayer, every adoration moment with silence because I can be more open to receiving God's word yeah. that way. Yeah. I'm someone who struggles with anxiety a lot, so... I tend to have a lot of like racing thoughts throughout most of my day, but I have found that, you know, when I'm in adoration and I'm able to just like rest and turn off my mind, you know, turn off the TV in my head, I have felt the presence of God more than I've ever had. Mm -hmm. And I can't even really explain it through spoken word other than just saying that it's real. Mm -hmm. It almost feels like I, I feel small. When yeah. I'm in adoration oh, me too. and I'm not trying to sound like a crazy person, but I've literally gotten to a point 
where I'm sitting there and I I feel like I'm so small mm-hmm. and I'm literally being held in Jesus's heart. That's beautiful. Like there was even a time in Fran- at Franciscan University when I was there and I was having a really hard day because, I, well, it's not really a sob story, even though I'm going to try to sound like it. But <laughs> I, I asked a girl I really liked to go to um, uh, the prom or whatever it was. I forgot what they called it. And uh, she kind of like turned me down in a really nice way. And it's fine. Like I, no bitterness whatsoever now, obviously, because I'm married. <laughs> but at the time it hurt. And then like on top of that, I uh, was hurt by another friend that day. So it's just uh, the classic bad day. You know, it happens. But I, I was just sitting there. And I go to a chapel and this guy I barely even knew came up to me and he said, hey, like, I have just felt that prompting from God to go over to you right now and say that Jesus is holding you uh, in his heart right now. So that has really increased my devotion to the sacred heart a lot because it's real. Like, okay, at the end of the day, you can choose to not believe this. You know, you can choose to say, no, I'm just like... The majority of Catholics, there was a recent survey done, 70% of Catholics say they don't believe in the true presence, about 70%, which is heartbreaking. It is. You have that choice to say, I just, I can't believe it. Yeah. But, you know, it's like Peter getting out of the boat and just trusting and letting go and saying, God, I don't understand how you could be in what appears to be a piece of bread, but I choose to believe and I choose to get out of the boat and, and walk on that water and trust. So those are just our experiences, just, you know, ways that we've encountered God, particularly in adoration Mm -hmm. and some helpful ways that you can pray when you're there. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's just one day after another, Mm -hmm. choosing to spend maybe five minutes, 10 minutes in an adoration chapel. And you may not feel anything right away. And that's okay, because there are times where we don't feel anything. But It's what Jesus asks. He says, can you can you not spend one hour with me? I think that's when he really did institute adoration. Yeah. In the Last way, Supper. Like yeah. Holy Hour mm-hmm. and spending one hour a week in yeah. adoration, I think is a really beautiful practice as a Catholic because Jesus asks us to do that. Yeah. And, you know, it's a way that we can spend time with him. And it's really special. It's almost like being face-to-face. It's it's kind of like compared to rather than calling your friend on the phone, you're actually spending time right. with your friend. Well, and that's a good point, too. And maybe we can wrap up with this with these thoughts. Like Father Mike Schmitz with Ascension Presents, he was talking, he was sharing a story one time, how he, when he was younger, I think it was his mom, his mom asked for... A birthday present and she said hey can you guys you and your siblings clean up the house and uh, father mike as a kid didn't want to do that so instead i think they just like got some other nice little birthday gift and when they gave it to their mom she said oh this is great like i love it thank you so much but it's not really what i asked for it's not what i wanted and so the analogy we can pull from that is that Sometimes like we're sitting there in a chapel, we may look around and we're so distracted, we're anxious, Mm -hmm. we have whatever going on in our minds and we look up there and we're like, I just cannot believe this is really Jesus. But that's the gift that we're giving Christ in that moment. It's the gift for him Mm -hmm. that he wants our hearts. He wants our time. It may not be a a pleasant thing for us, but for him, it's like spending those 10,000 hours that Justin Bieber talks about in the song. Exactly, yeah. That hour, two hours, three hours, whatever you can give, 
where Jesus is just saying, I want to give you my love. I want to, I want to give you everything I have for you right now. Will, would you just give me this time? Because at the end of the day, he is pursuing us. He is loving us. And, and he wants our hearts more than we could ever possibly imagine. He exactly, wants to hold yeah. us. And can we give him that gift? That's all he asks for. Because there will be a day where we, we are in heaven. You know, God willing, we're in heaven. And that's going to be the ultimate gift is seeing Jesus face to face where it's no longer hidden by the appearance of bread. But instead, it's literally Jesus in front of us. And we will be told, well done, my good and faithful servant. Now, come spend eternity with me. Wow. And that should be the hope and the motivation for all of us on earth exactly. is to spend that time getting to know him now. Yeah. How many truth pop points would you give this song? So reflecting on this song, then 10,000 hours from, I keep wanting to say 10,000 reasons that men, men worship song, 10,000 <laughs> hours from Dan and Shane, Justin Bieber. Um, we like to rate it truth pop points. We out of uh, one to 10 out of 10 points, we rate this song based off of truth beauty and goodness does the song draw us closer to god or farther away so out of 10 babe what would you rate it i would rate it an eight just because i love the theme and i love how much this person is desiring to get to know the other person i would like to say i do not like a particular line that says when you're drunk with a friend at a party yeah i don't believe that getting drunk is a good practice to get into. I do believe in temperance, and I believe that alcohol is is not evil in and of itself, and having a drink is not bad. But right. if you drink to get drunk, I do think that is not good. Well, and again, if we're really going to look at this song in terms of spending time with God, the more we spend time with Jesus, the more we want to become a better person, mm -hmm. and the better we want to become. So right. becoming that better version of ourself. Well, I'm going to copy your notes if that's okay, babe. And I'm going to give it an eight <laughs> as well, because I, I think it's a great song and there's a lot to pull from it, yeah, a lot of good discussion. Yeah. So, well, uh, final thoughts for this episode. We'll just reiterate again. If you have not developed a prayer life, first of all, I get it because I've been there. There have been times where I neglect prayer, mm -hmm. but you, you notice that like you're just overwhelmed. You feel like you have no time in the world. And you know, what do you say? Like, oh, I wish there were more hours in the day, but what I've noticed, and I don't know if this is the case for you too, babe, but yeah. when I just spend a little bit of time with God, it seems like God gives me more time oh, throughout yeah. my day. He, to he, It's almost like he rearranges, I don't even know how to explain it, but yeah. he makes your priorities more ordered and your day becomes more efficient. It's even though you, you feel like you have no time to pray, but when you make prayer a priority, God will help you. I totally agree. And I can't explain it. I don't know mm -hmm. how that happens, right. but it does. It's the grace. It's, <laughs> it's just, the grace. It's 100% grace from God. That's that's what it is. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, that's going to wrap up this episode of Truth Pop. As always, just know that you can reach out to us if you ever have questions or maybe you're just getting into the faith and you have um, some concerns about things or don't understand something. Just know that we want to we want to reach you and uh, meet each other where we're at. And uh, always just taking this journey of life together one step at a time. So there's a lot of good ways to reach out uh, to Truth Pop on Facebook. You can find us there, uh, Twitter, Instagram. And we're also on Gmail. 
I know, so technologically efficient, gmail.com, uh, truthpopproductions at gmail.com. Fancy, huh? <laughs> We're fancy. Truthpopproductions at gmail.com. Um, we, we deleted our AIM account yesterday, so we're just on Gmail now. Oh, wow. So, we're yeah. really catching up. Uh, which, by the way, just as a, a side note tangent here, I am embarrassed to admit that I I had an AIM account for a long time. I did like, too. way past the days, though, that it was acceptable to have an AIM <laughs> account. And, like, I literally did an internship at a major radio station in Chicago. And that was the email I was using to apply oh, for the internship, aim.com. What was your uh, screen name? Well, it was like, I think, um, puppycakes55. <gasps> Wait, puppycakes? No, I'm totally joking. Wait, what was it? Creamy cakes. Was it really? No. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> it was like Jake Moore Radio. Oh, want to like know that. mine? What? Wish Upon a Star. Oh, that's almost as good as creamy cakes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really was though. Oh, I believe you. And then also Dream Girl was my first Dream Girl. One, but oh, then yeah, because that's to... what we use to sign into our Hulu, isn't it? Dream Girl? <laughs> it, it's for the um, Apple ID. So for anyone who wants to use our Apple account, just know you're going to have to sign in with Dream Girl. <laughs> if you're okay with that, then we'll give it to you. <laughs> All right. Hey, God bless. Cake out. Oh, cake out. There you go. <laughs> this is Truth Pop. Connecting Christ into culture.